Well, we're back. He's Wolf Up Touch here in the locker room, and we've got our good buddy, Ramon Foster. Ramon, welcome to the locker room, brother. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, there Thank you are. There I am. Thank you guys for having me on, man. I feel honored when I'm, I'm actually be on your show by two legends, okay? That's an immediate yes every time. Okay, Ragu, let's let's get over it, okay? Yeah, I yeah. ain't no legend. <laughs> <laughs> but we shared the same number and the same position, my friend. Well, well, Wolf's, a, Wolf's a legend in his own mind. <laughs> Ragu, the first thing I got to ask you, we got the wizard went down. Dave DeCastro could be problematic. What kind of shape you in, buddy? <laughs> Man, I'm in civilian shape, meaning I've been doing a lot of running and no lifting, okay? And I, you know what? I had a lot of people ask me. I was like, that's enticing, but I'd rather a young guy get that opportunity, man. Whoa, you're spreading a little love around there, my friend. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, Ramon, are you back in Knoxville? I'm in uh, Nashville. I stay in the uh, Nashville area right now, but I, yeah, I, I'm in Tennessee still. Uh, I I heard that you're uh, you're in broadcasting now. I am. I have a gig, man. I, I co-host the show here in Nashville with uh, Jason Martin on 104.5 The Zone here in Nashville. Every morning from 6 to 9, and it's been going good. We just completed our first week together. Now, you, this is a total change of life for you, brother, because you know you got to – what time do you get up to start preparing? Because it's hard. I'm getting up at 440 every morning. So, uh, I know. I retired just to get up early again, right? You know, I knew you were going to get a gig in broadcasting because, as you know, and we've shared off, you know, in, in private times, how much I think of you, I thought of your career, what a tremendous career you had. Uh, what a great job you did, and you did it like a true pro, like a real man's man, and loved everything about it. But you have a gift of words, and you have a gift of writing. And here you are. You're part of the stinking media. <laughs> I am. As, as all of my buddies were saying, oh, you're on the other side now. I'm like, don't kick me out of the group chat, please. I'm not here for intel. <laughs> That's it. So uh, are, are you doing a football show or are you doing an all-sports show? I'm, I'm covering uh, the Titans is the main station here, uh, is the uh, main station, and, and Vol Sports. So uh, I got to cover the home team here in the Tennessee Titans, who's becoming a, a really good AFC uh, team right now. And, of course, I don't mind covering UT Vols at all. So that's that's our main thing. We're doing what, what everybody else is doing now for the most part is incorporating everything that we see uh, on, on social media and stuff that we have around the city. So that's our main thing is to have a, a, a show that supports the home team, but also that are, we're in tune with everything else that's going on also. Ramon, how do you find it after one week out, just going through the one week of, uh, you know, having the shows, you enjoying it? Is it something you really look forward to? Because I got to tell you, it's a lot of fun. It is, and that's what I just finished leaving the parking lot with my partner. I was just telling him, I was like, man, I'm, I'm having fun with this. And I'll be honest with you guys, I honestly didn't want to get into it at all. Like, I was one of those guys who was like, whoop, you, <laughs> whoop, you dropped there for a moment. You, you back? Yeah, I'm back. Can you okay. hear me? Yes, we got you now. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, uh, in the beginning, I, 
I thought I didn't want to do sports. I didn't want to do the media side, but I'm having so much fun with it right now that I was like, I, I would be an idiot not to, to jump into this, this <laughs> profession. You know, you get a chance to have fun on air with, with what we're doing right now, and you get a chance to stay in the game also. Yeah, you know, uh, one thing I always say, Ramon, is when you have no other marketable skills, <laughs> you do broadcasting. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm sure you guys could have been good at anything else you wanted to do. But, hey, here we are now, right? That's right. Here we are. Hey, look at us now. <laughs> oh, Ramon. Oh, made it. Now, think about this, buddy. You're not even a year out. Um, how did yeah. you How did you go? Let me ask you this. How did you and your family go through the quarantine? Because I got to tell you this. I quarantined. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I had issues. I, we were looking at some stuff as far as, like, what what do you have to do in situations like this? And we tried to find a, a schedule more than anything. And that's what we, we revolved our life around. We tried to do stuff with the kids. We tried to be out when we could, of course, social, uh, socially distance. And we just made the most out of it. Family became a big thing. Um, we learned a little bit more about each other. And, and honestly, we, we just took a step back. For me, I told my wife, I was like, this is easy because, this is my off season anyway, so it's not like we have a whole lot of uh, everything else going on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, it wasn't a huge adjustment to me, to me because one, I retired, and also this is my usual off season. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Ramon, how did you get into broadcasting? Did uh, uh, one of the stations in Nashville uh, ask you to come aboard? Yeah, they did. They they knew I was from the area, and I kind of put that on social media a little while back that, you know, that's something I was looking uh, forward to getting into at, at one point in time. And I've done some spots with this radio station here in Nashville, and when the new program director came in, he heard me, and they were looking for a new morning co-host. He said I was at the top of their list, and um, I'm blessed. I'm thankful for this opportunity because now I get a chance, as you guys know, to still have a life and be able to see my kids grow yes. up and still have fun and be engaged with the sports so it it, it honestly was a a gift from god for me to be able to do something like this because a lot of guys struggle with that after they're done is finding what's next yes that's a big big yes a lot of guys do struggle in that area yeah but one of the things that i i I, uh loved about what you uh, you were doing was you're writing too you write well buddy you need to keep doing uh-huh. you need to keep doing that because you bring a perspective as Mike you know Mike Tomlin always said uh, the view behind the face mask that's what that's what is intriguing I mean you get your thoughts from a guy who's been there done that and done it at the highest levels and done it well yeah D- DK has, has really uh, helped let me do my own thing with with this so he's like man you write about whatever you want to and when he asked me to you know would I be interested in doing it? I thought he was joking you know right and writing is, is one of those things that i i really do enjoy it gives me a, a moment of, of clarity to get my thoughts out of give me a way to express what i've been through in this in this league and you know just like i know guys there's a lot of stories that you're able to tell or able to relate to just like <laughs> you know what zach banner you know going through right now yes. you're able to give people some perspective on why he looked the way he did when he found out that, you know, maybe his season was over. Like, th- those things, you, you give guys that, that don't have the ability to say much because of the face mask and the helmet, you, you're able to give them a perspective. You give them perspective 
what's it like to be inside of their head, and I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what uh, we admire about you uh, as well, Ramon, that you love Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, that's true. You have to be able to lay on something, man. And I know there's people that have different views of either in politics or in their religion, but as long as you have something to stand on or lay your head on at night, man, yeah. we'll see you, but that's where my faith lays in. Especially when you run into these times like Zach Banner. Yeah. You know, I mean, have you yeah. have you had the opportunity to reach out to Zach at all? I mean, I know how bad the young man felt. You could see it on his face. You knew how much effort he had put into the offseason, how much he had worked. He battled all through the run-up of, you know, training camp and the conditioning and everything like that. And then to see all your hard work go up in smoke, it just – that's got to be – uh, well, we've all pretty much experienced it here between the three of us. It's an excruciating moment to come face-to-face with that. It is, and this is his first time in his career where he's opening day start. I'm not sure if Coach Tomlin has still, you know, with, between him and Toops, uh an open competition, but Zach was day one starter, and he's going into the last year of his contract. That goes through your mind. you got to fight off a lot of demons. And I say demons that come your way because being injured, you become a little bit of a lone soldier because the team continues to move forward. And you are just kind of stuck in a place where you can't help the team. You need a lot of guidance for yourself. And there's all your co-parts are still working and playing the game. And you're left there for the most part trying to figure it out until – you're able to come around a whole lot more through to uh, do do the rehab, and maybe at the later part of the season he's able to travel. Yeah, uh, did did you see uh, his video about what a feeling? <laughs> yeah, I did. See that. <laughs> that was great. That was so much fun. I, I loved it. That Zach is that guy, man. He's a fun. I'm I'm glad, you know, he was able to uh, separate himself from social media too going into camp because I, one of the things I always say to guys that are, you know, social media stars is you got to remember they love you and they watch your videos, but, of course, they want to see you perform on the field also. Right. You know, and that's, that's the part that he grabbed on um, early uh, in, in camp. He's like, all right, I'm separating myself. And I just tweeted back at him. I was like, but you know what is that, that your importance, what your importance is, and that's performing and being a professional football player first because that's why everybody knows who you are as of right now. I'm, I've always been a an advocate of job first. Absolutely. And you have to be. But All right, speaking of job first, did you watch the Steelers' opening game against the Giants yeah, there? You know I did. Okay, well, I, I did. I well, this is how you set the table. So you gotta you gotta express how you know. Okay, did you watch it? If I just jumped in and said, "Okay, I know you watched it," and you said, "Well, you know what? I had to run off something," then it would have looked bad. So <laughs> this is how the pros in broadcasting do it, which is why I, I do it very poorly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Regardless, <laughs> the point Look is, you coaching me up, man. You're <laughs> passing on knowledge. Yeah, that's right. That's what we do. You know, but the fact is, okay, you watch the game. What'd you think of uh, Matt Filer's debut at the left guard position? Very solid. Matt, I knew Matt would do well. And I'm not just saying that because I, you know, I played with him, but Matt is a guy who's say much to him, not saying much, says a lot about who he is because when it's time to go to work, 
that's exactly what he's going to do. I love seeing him pull. You know, when Dave get back, because Dave, is, that's, his, that's his thing. Dave's one of the best pullers in the league, if not the best. And being able to see him and Matt create lanes out, outside the boxes, a thing of beauty. Matt's going to be fine, man. And I'm looking forward to seeing him continually grow because he's still technically in the adjustment period with him moving from right tackle to left. Right, yeah. right. So, uh, so Ramon, question uh, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, do you miss it at all? And uh, do, are, are you uh, uh, have any pains, chronic injuries? Um, do I miss it? No, I don't. I retired guys at, at, at peace, meaning like I knew that door was going to be closing. Mm-hmm. And when it closed for me, it was going to stay closed simply because just the same way you guys are. O-line is a, is a hard position to play, meaning – if you're a guy that plays multiple years and you actually play, those are multiple years of physical play. Every rep is not a playoff. Receivers on run plays, most of them usually don't block. Yeah. Right. So on pass, run, play action, we're still getting hit and getting banged on. It's physical. Yeah, we're not just speed guys, but we're the physical aspect of the game where there's no days off so on. You know, you accumulate uh, over thousands of plays of physicality over your career, not even including practice and OTAs and all of that. Like, when, when I said I was shutting it down, I meant that. And uh, to your point, now nothing serious going on with me, man. Just staying active and staying mentally sharp and doing this and, and writing has it, it, been really good for me. See, what I can't convince Tunch of is that writing kind of – it. it coalesces your thought processes together and gives you that opportunity to put down what you saw in the game and be able to move forward with it. Now, let me ask you what your take yeah. was on the, besides Matt Filer, what did you think about Big Ben and, and how it took a little while to ramp up? And let me ask you this, wouldn't you, what'd you think of the no preseason games? Um, so the start of Ben looked good. It looked like the strength is there in his arm. I felt like the ball had some zip on it to where you could tell he's busted his butt to get back to old him. And that was really, really good to see. Um, Being an older guy, you know, in the league, you know, my last, no, 2018, I didn't have a preseason. So being the fact that I didn't have a preseason, I know that it's possible. But for young guys, I hated it for them. And I also hated the fact that, you know, training camps got trimmed down from 90 to 80. You know, yeah. that's 10 guys from each team that missed an opportunity. And you know, like I know, there are some gems in that, that 81 to 90th player that just simply didn't get a, a, a shot because of the pandemic and them, them, them cutting um, camp size down. But um, seeing now how many kickers missed, missed uh, field goals and stuff over the weekend, I think the preseason games kind of helped guys catch their nerves. Uh, moving in the stadium because I think that was a proponent of. I know Boz missed one, which right. is just how the game goes sometimes. And um, that crowd feel is, is something that, that can't be substituted. Now, Ragu, you are one of the guys because you mentioned it, but think about this. You got the Jerry Osavskis. You got you. One of the things that I first noticed about you, and I, I, I told you this before, you kept showing up every day when sh- showing up every day meant something. Twice a day. 
two-a-days, what have you. But guys like yeah. that, the, the opportunities to shine, you might be an undrafted free agent, but undrafted free agents don't get that opportunity to shine by showing up every day like they used to. Yeah, it, it was a little bit of an adjustment. No, it was a huge adjustment is what it was because you, you, every every team has their superstars. We know who they are. You got your Benz, you got your Cams, you got your Minkas, right. all across the board. But the majority of the team is filled with guys like myself or guys like you, you call them your core guys. Yeah, right. And in that core group of guys, a good bit of them are your undrafted free agents that make you those plays on special teams or can come in and start and be a starter for a long time and grow their legacy to show that, hey, you can be like me. And that's what, you know, was, was kind of stripped from guys this year with, with trying to contain the spread of everything that's, that's moving forward with this, uh, with this virus. You know, uh, Ramon, one thing that uh, uh, we had – uh, as starters in the preseason, we went uh, a quarter in the first game, a quarter in the second game, a half in the third game, and then uh, uh, the fourth preseason game, we went three and a half quarters, and that would uh, sum up to us that we could play 60 minutes. Uh, in your time, you guys uh, just played uh, a lot for the first uh, the third preseason game. So, you know, were you ever nervous that you couldn't go 60 minutes? Um, not really, because you, uh, historically, Pittsburgh has always had a hard camp. Like, yeah. We tell people about how we practice, and everybody's like, you guys do what? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> we're still barbaric, okay? So it wasn't a factor of... You know I'm not lying. I know, I <laughs> know, brother. Speak the like truth. That. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> we are barbaric, but it's the pace of catching the game. I knew if I could do a half, I could do an entire game. So that third game was really crucial and uh, for us, and it's the acclimation period of getting used to seeing somebody else. Or can can I can I game plan a whole half in the preseason was always huge, and it, 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 more than anything, when it's go time your adrenaline is going to carry you a good bit of it. And the other part that's going to carry you is the fact that you're not trying to get embarrassed also. So if you're a true pro, you find a way to make it through. And I'm just glad to see that these guys, I think we all can agree, put on a good showing this past week for mm-hmm. it not to have been a preseason. But I'd rather see preseason games, though. Ragu, i got to ask you now. you got a situation where Dave DeCastro, unknown, don't know what's going on there. Uh, Stefan Wisniewski is going to be out a little while um, with a with a peck. You've got a young man by Kevin Dotson, the fourth round draft pick drafted out of Louisiana. Um, the young man has had uh, every time you see him, he's uh, he, he's looked good, but he's not mm-hmm. had much of camp. You might have a situation where this young man might have to step into the starting lineup. What say you uh, if you were the coach and coaching him up? The biggest obstacle he has to go through is the, the mental part of it. That's being able to study his opponent for the week, which is the, the Broncos, if he has to step in that role. Um, but his study of, of tape is going to be huge. Um, playing the game of football when you've played it as long as most guys have, when you get into the stadium, it's like, okay, well, I'm this is like riding a bike. I know what to do. And, and also just <clears throat> excuse me, controlling his nerves. 
more more less than anything. Marquise will be really good in communicating with him and mm-hmm. demanding the most out of him. The best thing he has going for him is if he's in at right guard, Marquise is there to help him as much right. as he can. Right. Ah, good point. It's on him. You know, and the other part of it is his size. And we, we've seen him on, on his social media with his strength. So he has that working for him, which is a big positive. And they're going to surround him. They're going to take care of him. But it's gonna be he's going to get in the game, and he'll just see, oh, this is just like riding a bike. Uh, let me play football. If he can get to that point, and knowing his opponent, he'll be fine. So, Ramon, you know, uh, what uh, most guys miss about the game most is the camaraderie, is the fellows, is the brotherhood, is the locking of arms. What do you miss most about it? That that part right there. You know, I, the game day experience is always really cool, but being able to have a conversation after the game or during the week with the guys or going over Marquise's house, you know, on Thursdays, like, Right. That's the part that you're like, I, I know for sure. Like, man, I know the guys are having a good time on Thursday night. Like if they're able to with this pandemic, let me clear that up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they can get together on Thursday nights anymore, but that part of it or the conversation or the locker room conversations that you have and the banner back and forth of, of, of giving guys crap or, you know, like I was thinking like when Cam caught that interception this past week, the amount of jokes that he's going to have coming to him, like James Harrison would have ran that back and you chose not to. You know, I saw your tweet or whatever you call those things. You you bagged on him. I did. I had to. And I tagged James Harrison because we've seen that happen before. And Cam missed his opportunity to, 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 to have a Hall of Fame play. Yeah. So we, we – we missed me and Wolf missed the Hall of Fame nine layer lasagna. Yeah, we did. You know, no, it was seven layer, right? Seven layer. Seven, seven. I'll be back. I promise. Okay. You know, we're gonna hold you to that, Rago. Come on, yeah. come on. Now you're and part I of the media care. here. We're so your I got brotherhood again. I, I know. I can't make the excuse of being at practice of being too tired now, can I? <laughs> yeah. No, you can't. Yeah, you know, one, one thing that uh, steps uh, sticks out of my mind was when you and Marquise were walking and me and Wolf were walking and we said, yeah. you guys oh. are like us. <laughs> <laughs> Up at I camp. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Just two old guys just <laughs> moving along like <laughs> moving. Different eras, but doing the same thing. Right, right. <laughs> Ragu, I got to tell you, we're going to go to break. Now, I want to thank you for taking the time. I want to yeah. thank you for the phenomenal member of the Pittsburgh Steelers that you were, that you still are, because once a Steeler, always a Steeler. Now, you're a legend. Yeah, and congratulations on a great career, and God's blessings on uh, your future success as a broadcaster. Love you, buddy. Love uh, you. Thanks for coming on with us. Love you big time, man. Yes. Yeah. Not a problem, guys. I appreciate you guys, too. And I'm glad you said that. One last thing before I go. Jack Kearney called me the other day, and he saw my profile on, uh, on, on Twitter. It said, former Steeler. He's like, you change that right now because all once a Steeler, always a Steeler. There say, you go. Retired Steeler. <laughs> so I had to change my profile to retired Steeler. That's right, all buddy. Right. Have a great day, brother. Love, Love you, man. Buddy. Take care. Love you. Love you guys. Yeah, all right, man. Care. Have a good one. All right, that's Ramon Foster, and he he's tre- is, is tremendous he's as he tremendous. always been. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've just loved that guy right. for so long. He's just, all right. Uh, uh, we're going to take cool. a break, and uh, Jim Wexel is coming up.